Hello. Hello. You found us. Welcome to Emergency Protocol, a podcast for people who are stressy and depressy. We are your hosts, Denise and Jackie Freed. That's my mama. And that's my baby. We are sharing our 12 steps reimagined for today's society. And our bumpy, pothole-ridden spiritual paths. And we're bringing you along for the ride. This is us doing the actual work. When the shit hits the fan, you know it's time for... Emergency Emergency Protocol. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. We're here. Hi. Hi, people. Hello, people out there. Mm -hmm. So it is December... Weird. Second. Mm. We're rolling into the holidays. We have a lot going on. There's been a lot going on. Jackie was saying it feels like it's been a year because usually we host Christmas Eve at our house, have for decades and decades before the pandemic and cook our cook Mm. food and invite anybody who needs a place to go. (laughs) And we end up with about 45 ish people that mm. we cook for and it's a whole it's a lot and we don't have a big house for that year uh christmas amends anyways we'll talk about that later yeah but yeah anyways. could be so mm-hmm. i'm like i don't have it in me this year for that correct and then jackie was starting to list all of the things like you know it was a big year mm-hmm. we had big birthday turned 30 turned 30 had a big trip. Had a big trip. Livy's graduating. Sissy's graduating. There's a lot happening in the world. She's right happening. Now. She's graduating next week. Wow. <laughs> oh, there's Sparky Dog. Welcome Emergency to the protocol, protocol. <laughs> where things happen. Mm-hmm. Even though I blocked my dog from the window, yeah. her dog. She can't help herself. No. Anyway, so. Last time we talked a bit about uh, amends, mm-hmm. and you had your first experience with that. Yeah, do we want to talk like about my that? First intentional amends. So, yeah, I'm not sure if Aurelia knows this. I know Geneva knows about this because Geneva was there as it was happening. So, and I don't even know if I don't think Aurelia listens to this. So, anyways, <laughs> hi rolls. But I was a bridesmaid in one of my, like, best friends slash roommates from college's wedding this summer on Cape Cod. And being me, I'm, like, the assistant to the regional manager, who Geneva being the regional manager. And I'm just doing my thing. And I'm, like, oh, you know what? I'm going to steam the dresses so that everybody's, like, wrinkle-free when we're getting on the trolley and whatever. So I'm going about that, steaming dresses. I get to the mother of the bride's dress. I'm steaming the skirt, and all of a sudden, the, like, mesh layer that's on top of the skirt makes contact with the steamer and just melts onto <laughs> onto the steamer panel. And I'm like, oh. Like, it's that moment, right? Yeah. Where it's like something bad has happened. Yeah. Obviously not intentional, but still makes you feel horrible. horrible. It's like, it's like that was like hours. the one bad thing that happened during this wedding, right? <laughs> And so I'm like, oh, God, like, what do we, what do we do? Was it the front of the dress? It was the front of the dress. Front of the dress, like halfway down the skirt. Uh. And so luckily we had safety pins. What we did was we kind of like safety pinned two pleats running down the middle. And mind you, 
mother of the bride, Carrie, is an angel. She is a pastor by mm-hmm. trade, now retired pastor. And was she was incredibly gracious about it. Totally understood that it was an accident and was very kind and, you know, took it very much in stride. And I was very grateful. And I apologized profusely. Mm-hmm. And she said that, like, that was enough, right? Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it is what it is. Accidents happen. But it was still sitting with me, right? And so... I was like, all right, I think I just need to like, I looked to, I looked online to try to buy her another copy of the dress. Like I even took a picture of the little tag and Uh the size Uh and the, the skew. Couldn't find it anywhere. Jackie is an ace shopper. I'm really for, good at online shopping. For, like I will find you the thing. She she uh, will and find via, like you Romanian the thing. eBay. <laughs> yes. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, I tried to find the dress, couldn't find the dress. So I was like, shit, well, I, you know, I still want to make this right in a way that feels good to me. So I just ended up getting some cash from the bank, putting it in a big envelope and putting it in a bigger envelope so people would know that it was cash. And then I wrote an apology letter and sent that off. Mm. And it was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Because even though the other thing was accepted, it didn't feel right to me. Got it. Still. I hope she got the cash. Did you send it in a Carrie, priority? Let me know if you got Did you send money. it in a priority bag? Yeah, it's in a big holiday envelope. Oh, okay. We'll see. Bye bye cash. I just see that emoji with the cash. The flying. flying. Away. So how did you feel about like after when you sent it off? I felt good. Like it was like again, that little another little piece of like lizard skin just like peeling away. Mm. Going into the compost. Mm. But it took me a really long time to send it. Like that wedding was in July, end mm-hmm. of July. Mm-hmm. So I only sent it off like November, November, right? And part of that was like, oh, like I want to make this right, but my cash flow doesn't really allow for it mm-hmm. right now, or whatever, you know, all the balancing right of that. And then finally, I was like, you know what? I have made some money. I took out the money and I just like set it aside in a particular envelope. So it took it. It was interesting because it took a lot of steps and a lot of like giddy up to actually do the thing, right? Like mm-hmm. I wasn't able to just rip the bandaid off all at once. Like in a quote unquote ideal world, in theory, I should have been able to just go get the cash, stick it in an envelope, send it off right away, and be done with it, mm-hmm. right? But it took a while for me to like mentally craft the message that I wanted to send, and then to actually hand write that out, and then send it off. <sighs> it's a lot. Anyways, Carrie, I hope you got the money. And if not, I hope whoever ended up with the money <laughs> is is enjoying their holiday blessing. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I don't send cash. I'm still in learning the mail. how to adult. <laughs> yeah. Priority mail is the way to go because it's tracked mm. for future reference. Okay. Hopefully I won't need to do that. Hopefully. Again. <laughs> now I'm doing another big amends okay which is i have years of back taxes and Mm. that's embarrassing as fuck to say out loud yeah but i know there are other people out here in the world who have also not paid their taxes yeah and guess what it's okay we're still good inside (laughs) that's okay that's right it's okay i've had off and on back tax problems it's really hard because in my real estate career, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, when you get paid, I wasn't paying myself like I should have been, which was mm-hmm. like as a salaried employee working yourself, for my yeah. uh, 
corporation, right? right? And so I, I, it was just, I, I was always behind the eight ball. I didn't mm-hmm. do my quarterlies on time. Then I had to pay extra and blah 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 and blah blah your blah. Business expenses when you've got two kids. Yeah, it was a lot. It was just a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Adulting is not for the faint of heart. Yes. And being an entrepreneur and is doing also it sober. <laughs> and doing it sober is or also like yeah. Nothing to sober. take the edge off. Yeah, I'm not again, I'm not I you know, I think yeah. I could pour a glass of comfort wine, but that's just going to make me like sleepy and then make my stomach feel kind of weird. Maybe I'm allergic to wine anyways. <laughs> How about I'm saying that out loud? I'm like, maybe that's not the best choice for me for another reason. Which, by the way, Jackie, when Jackie was considering going to medical school, it was like the PDA of like, maybe I have fill in the blank. Maybe I I am. Spent a lot of time uh, on WebMD. But I was kind of right. I had some stuff. You were kind of right. I was kind of right. I bet you, Leslie... Wesley, and don't sue me for this, but I bet you they are chock full of mold, that school. I would bet you a million dollars that's that exacerbated my like toxic mold yeah, stuff. Yeah, you mean that big kind of penitentiary dorm situation that you lived in? I think it was in? the butts. Um, I think I was in the old, the old unrenovated version. Mm. But I had a professor who had toxic mold issues, and I, we all thought she was bananas. Uh. Sorry, Julie. Didn't believe Julie. Didn't believe Julie. Sorry, Julie. You were right. Maybe. Maybe she got it from outside. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. So, amends. And you were just talking about Christmas Eve, and maybe it was an amends that I made. It probably started out as something like that for Mm. not showing up that one Christmas. Okay. See? The Christmas guilt. Yes. So... Christmas Eve, let me just tell you, like, she kind of explained it, but it's literally, like, our our extended family, basically, all the Jews who don't have a place to go on Christmas, and then, like, kind of all of their, like, program friends. Yeah. Who also, like, either don't have family in L.A. or don't have a place to go or burn bridges or whatever. And also the strays that the friends bring mm-hmm. that also don't have a place to yeah. go. So, like, there's and friends of to, friends. And you used to host a lot of people, too, before you had me and Livy. You and Dad used to, like, host a lot of people who were getting back oh, on their, in their feet in, in their, their house. house. Yeah. And so... Well, I think maybe when you stopped doing that, this was also kind of another way to give back to that community. Well, I think it started out because both our parents were divorced. And mm. so we got to be Switzerland at the holiday mm. time. We could be the house where everybody could come if they chose to, mm-hmm. to celebrate the holiday. And it wasn't Christmas Day. It was Christmas night. And your dad likes to cook and smoke turkey every year and... I found a recipe that went really well with that for mm-hmm. stuffing and it just kind of grew from there. And then everybody got used to coming and it was just a thing. It was, it was like, a white elephant. it was such a thing that we yeah. barely had to send out an invite for it. It was just like, totally. we're just people doing just Christmas up. Eve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we would send it because people would go, are you doing it this year? But yeah. then once the pandemic hit, I was like, oh my gosh, I maybe do, I don't have to do this. Like, mm. and for me, it was a lot like I would leave Costco with a full cart and I would leave a grocery store with another like two full carts of food to prepare because we cooked the whole thing ourselves which is also joyful but also Mm -hmm. like 
insane to do <laughs> Christmas Eve when there's so much going on. Like, yeah. And I don't know how I did it with two kids. I mean, there were times where I was just like, I don't want to do this. And mm -hmm. sometimes I did I do the whole party have all that stuff and then still have to wrap all of Santa's mm. gifts. Yeah, it was a yeah. lot. But that's why I'm a Christmas girly and not a Halloween girly. <laughs> it's all these queer memories. <laughs> like it, you gave me a very magical Christmas every year. That's true. You know, we even during nice... like the worst of the recession, like it just felt like all of our little gifts were very intentional and thought out. And, you know, yes, I do sweet. actually think about what I'm buying people. Yeah. Like, actually, if it fits them yeah, or not. Yeah. Sometimes maybe I miss the mark, but I think it fits them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it could be part of that, could be all of that. It was also, I think it's very joyful to bring people around and yeah. share meals. Yeah, and nice. it's been a nice thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, and it was nice because... Yeah, your dad's side, Jewish side, never had anything anywhere to go on Christmas Eve. So they would go get Chinese food, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the tradition. Of, yeah. Of the I think Jews. we did that one year, too. We I did, and Damon, it was, was so it the not. Year? Yeah, the year my brother died. It might have been the Damon year. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, I we just literally didn't did have the it. Chinese in a movie thing. Yeah, and yeah. that was weird. I was like, I don't yeah. want to do that again. Yeah. And so this year, it's also like that. It's like we could do it, mm. but. Also, it feels weird to not have some sort of homey mm -hmm. holiday something here at the yeah. house. But we're also, I mean. I'm just tired. Yeah. And we're going out of town right before. We're right? going out of town because Sissy's graduating yeah. next week. So proud of you, Liv. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's a whole other thing with the whole family. So it's kind of just like one of those years where it's just like. Yeah. And Hanukkah starts next week. Oh, so Hanukkah, mm. Christmas, graduation, yeah, 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 all the stuff. So it's just been a lot. Mm -hmm. It's just been a lot. There's already been a lot that's happened this year, and it's like, okay, might need to pause that. Mm. In terms of amends, and I, I told Jackie, I read this before, and when we were going through the steps, before we did a, um, before, when we were talking about the ninth step, mm. and... There is something called the promises, mm -hmm. which is read at some meetings. Mm -hmm. And this is, an, these are the AA promises. So they're not nowhere aligned with us, but this is a beautiful thing. Now, the thing with the promises, when mm -hmm. they were, when it shows up in the literature, in the mm -hmm. big book, it is tied in with step nine. Mm -hmm. Now, following our steps right you're you're connected to something you've looked at yourself you've talked about what that stuff is with another person mm -hmm. you've looked at your own things that aren't serving you or the mm -hmm. greater good and out of the list of of writing your your stuff mm -hmm. have identified maybe some key things that are that that need repair and need amending and i the thing with these promises is that there was something really beautiful about the freedom that you feel mm. and so now i'm going to read them because now you've done it and mm. i want to see if they land with you different mm. than they did okay. when i read them the first time there okay uh the promises 
One, if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. Two, we are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Mm. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Mm. And that's in the Alcoholics Anonymous book, page 8384. So hearing that now, mm-hmm. does it does it resonate at all? Does it does it feel like any of that is like shifted? Yes, I would say most specifically around my like taxes. Like Uh-oh. starting to chip away at that. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize how much it was weighing on me. Mm. I guess, you know, and so to be working on it and taking action, I think mm-hmm. it's like, oh, like there's a little glimmer, right? Yeah. And I think there's like a, a weight. Mm-hmm. There's a weight lifted um, when you write the things that you know need writing, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like the taking the step forward towards the that kind of that new freedom and the new happiness mm-hmm. is like... I don't know. For me, it was like, I think I can definitely help other people by identifying my most kind of stuff that I don't really want to talk about. Um, going back to this meeting that we had a while back at our company retreat, you know, people were super vulnerable talking about their insecurities in a professional setting, which is so unusual, like mm-hmm. to talk about your insecurities and feeling right. less than. Because in theory, these people are your like, quote unquote, competition. Competition, but also your peers. And your peers. And yeah. generally speaking, when you're going into a professional environment, people armor up with their success, yeah. right? So it's like put on the good shoes, put on the good stuff, look Mm -hmm. professional, act professional, be professional, and also don't acknowledge that maybe this is hard Mm -hmm. and don't acknowledge that maybe I'm not doing as well as I think I am. And also a huge part of it is comparing the in my insides with other people's outsides. So I look at somebody's outsides as I'm passing them Mm -hmm. or hearing them or whatever, and I'm assuming that the insides match that, which is not always the case. But having a place where we could go and share with each other mm. the inside stuff mm-hmm. brought into that immediate click of yeah. what you said. We were, it was like we are connected mm-hmm. in a way that is incredible, Yeah. right? Even if I'm yeah. not going to be your friend friend, mm-hmm. I am going to recognize you as someone I can talk to when I, if I needed to. Like, if I needed to, I probably could call literally any one of those people who doesn't know me. Yeah. And they would pick up the phone and, like, be what, you know, what's going on. Yeah. Right? Or at least return the call. That's, you know, dating myself because I'd actually pick up the phone. 
I don't know. Yeah. I think you guys see each other in person. Yeah. But to get to the in-person, yeah. you're texting all the way there. I don't know yes. that you have many yes phone no. calls with people. Depends on the friend. Yeah. Depends on the individual. But also, like, part of it for me, having grown up with this phone, right, like, literally from iPhone 1 to this, mm-hmm. there's so much more, like, spam and input coming into this. Like, spam calls were a thing when I was growing up, but it was mostly the house phone, mm-hmm. right? And now it's so bad that on my phone I have to block unknown callers because or like, you know, divert them. And my voicemail is mostly just like robot calls, spam calls. Right. Right. And so even though my friends come up on caller ID, it's like I don't like it. I can't handle it. I get it. Yeah. And also I have to be on the phone for work. Right. Although I will. I do have to say Mm. that a lot gets lost in email and text. Mm -hmm when you don't have context Mm -hmm. and you don't have that voice like the way things are said Mm. could be taken as aggressive Mm. when it could be a joke Mm -hmm. right or it could be and you lose that kind of sense of what that is when you're just looking at words that are just laid out there totally there is also, I think, a a interesting demand on our, like, time and attention, too, mm-hmm. right? Like, right now, the cultural narrative, I think people are pushing back against it, but it's, like, maximize productivity, like, do, you know, all of the things that you need to do to be successful at your work. Mm-hmm. But if I also want to have relationships with people, then, like, you know, I want to be mindful of their time too and kind of respond in a somewhat timely manner and i can't always pick up the phone to do that right sometimes i need to text right yeah it's kind of like why why would we call this meeting when it could be an email that's true sometimes meetings don't need to happen and sometimes you get phone calls that ask about whether or not you want to go to dinner and then detour into a primrose path oh really mm-hmm huh so we just have to be very mindful with our attention economy. She's making fun of me because Primrose Path is a term that I use all the time mm-hmm. that they say I made up, but I didn't. And I was vindicated by mm-hmm. my favorite murder mm-hmm. girls who used it in their podcast. And I felt like, ha, mm-hmm. I showed you. <laughs> okay. I showed okay. you that it wasn't just me who made it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so where we are now Mm -hmm. is the garage is is coming together. together. We're going to have a space to do this Mm -hmm. that may not have dog barkies and Mm. uh, tippy taps and also a space to gather and commune Mm -hmm. with this stuff. I feel like okay, we're going we're we're gonna come back next week. Maybe um we might do something. A road show. We might do a road show on the road. On the road next week. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Yeah. If we can pull it off without too much wind blowing around the microphones or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's like literally next week. It's literally a week from <laughs> today. Week. A week okay. from today we will be just getting off a plane. Wild. Yeah. All right. So, which is amazing. And probably by the time you hear this, we will already have been back from Mm. said plane. Yeah. Because we're usually two weeks out. Yeah. In our recordings. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're feeling like this year was a lot, 
And it's still a lot. We're with you. You're not wrong. And the emergency protocol is like whatever you have to do to feel better. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing, right? Don't, even though you're doing these hard adulty things, don't you feel like it's harder now that you're doing it to then to not do it? Don't you think it's harder on your psyche and yourself? Yes and no. I mean, there's, again, I'm like specifically with the tax thing. There's so many layers to it. And it's not, our system is not set up in a way for like the average lay person to understand what information is needed and what that needs to look like and how it needs to be input and blah, blah, blah. And also because of the way that like people live these days, right? Like I've had multiple, I've had three insurance companies in that five-year period, right? Because I turned 26, so I got off your insurance, then I got Mm -hmm. on my own insurance, and then I switched providers because... I didn't really enjoy the first one that I was working with and wasn't really getting care or coverage. Mm -hmm. And I now have to track because I don't have an account with those companies anymore. I have to go and track down that information. I have to wait for that to be mailed. And then that's just coming in whenever it comes in. I have no control over that. So it just kind of ends up like still getting piled up. Mm. And then I am doubting whether or not I'm actually doing it right. And at the end of the day, it's kind of like, all right, should I just let it let it be what it is, right? Like, do I just let them charge me what they're going to charge me rather than go through all of this, right? Right. Maybe not. Maybe not. But I think the thing is, mm-hmm. isn't there a feeling kind of like what you said with the lizard skin coming mm-hmm. off? Isn't there a feeling of like... In some ways, yes. In some ways, it's like, okay, I am capable of of making this happen yeah like i can i can get my shit together and Mm -hmm. like chip away at it yeah right but it's hard to sustain that level of giddy up yeah especially around something as tedious as taxes i mean i get that because it just is so minutiae and tracking down random pieces of paper and account numbers and figures from who knows when it is a huge pain in the butt. There's also a fear, too, of, like, how that's going to be received, right? Like, I don't know how, if that, I mean, I guess that letter didn't get there. Maybe I sabotaged myself by not sending it through a, a way that could be tracked. So now I just put it into the universe and was like, well, I did my part. Like, I didn't actually make the amends by not f- fully thinking it out all the way with mm-hmm. the money that I sent to Carrie. Oh, well, I don't know. You could always reach out to Geneva and ask her if her mom yes. got it. Because really is still in the dark. <laughs> I hope so. I just didn't want her to stress out on her wedding day. No, I don't think she did, so. no, yeah. And 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 it, I think the thing is, is like when we're we're all just doing the best we can, yeah. trying to get along with what is what, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're just all doing the best we can, and it's. We have a finite amount of time here Mm. on this planet and we want to spend it as wisely and as comfortably as possible and also doing the stuff that needs to be done. And then it's like, okay, with this finite time, I want to be doing taxes. No, No. I don't want to do that. I want to be sitting with my dog at the beach (laughs) looking for cool rocks. Right. But in order for us to go to the beach that's not full of trash... Mm Taxes need to be paid so somebody can clean it up, mm. right? <laughs> and so, 
it's and kind of to like stop using plastic yeah. like all again that's that's how it goes right it all i'm like oh my mom why did she bring up plastics now i'm just thinking about all the single-use plastic <laughs> right but Which, if you live in los angeles and have amends to make about that or san diego plastic beach is doing great things with their single-use plastic shout out to plastic beach oh cool mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Another way to make amends is they're taking the soft plastics and upcycling it. They're selling it to a company because basically the city won't do this. Uh-huh. So they're taking the stuff, selling it to a company that then upcycles it into decking. And also we have one of the only um, like machines that's stopping all of the trash from going into the ocean. Oh, yeah. In our jetty yeah. in Marina del Rey, which is one of the only ones I think in the whole nation. Yeah. Actually. So we are doing some things that are super cool. Yeah. We're inching our way there, but it's it's a struggle. But that's okay. So just to like backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Then, I feel like I have these kind of now that it's being framed in this way, I feel like I have these kind of ongoing amends that I have been working on. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. all the years that I spent using plastic without even thinking about it right right and so now i'm like anytime i get something in the mail i go and take it out i cut the label out and i put it in the thing and then take it to the store right there's just so much of that at this point that i'm feeling like i need to do in order to be a good person Mm. and also not you know be present and aware that there are like tragedies and atrocities happening Mm -hmm. everywhere and also not lose myself to that like it just feels Again, like it's that like parachute at gym class where it's like you're getting yoinked in all these different directions all the time. Yeah. It's a lot. Because there is a lot going on in the world right now. And again, is there stuff I can do? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is there stuff I can't do? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So I can do what I can. Yeah. It That feels right for me. Yeah. And you can do what you can. That feels right for you. Yeah. The level of what people do is... Mm. You know, like you be you, kind of like a live and let live. Like yeah. I'm, we don't have to match what we do for the same cause. Yeah. Um, although she does get mad at us about our plastic use, which has gotten better because of her awareness around it. It has gotten better. It still is a long way to go, but still, it's like okay, I carry this around all mm-hmm. the time instead of yeah, you, you having on plastic water Very, bottles, yeah. right? Um, yes. So. That kind of stuff. Yeah, so, true. Okay, fair. Credit where it's due. You yes. are no longer buying Kirkland toilet paper. No. Huge. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're doing stuff. Yeah. I think, again, people struggle with where do you even start? Mm-hmm. And it was funny. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just <laughs> finish with this. I was leading a workshop in my office mm-hmm. with our agents and I had everyone visualize the one person that they felt like they needed to call who's Mm. been sitting on their shoulder that they needed to call Mm. and I was like okay you guys think about the person who like you've been thinking you got to call this person yeah I haven't reached out to them a long time Mm -hmm. and it's bugging me Mm -hmm. and and I was like okay everybody you've got that person in mind and they're all like yeah like okay right now we're going to go call that person. Mm. And they were like, if I, I wish I would have had a camera on their faces because there was just like <gasps> sheer terror, mm-hmm. sheer unadulterated terror. Mm-hmm. And 
I think that's the same thing that happens with these men. So yeah. they go, they make the call, they come back, and it's like they were so happy to hear from me, mm. or they didn't pick up, or they texted and said, I'll call you back, or whatever, whatever yeah. the response was. The bottom line was no one died mm. by making the call because that's mm-hmm. the kind of fear that comes up is yeah. like, I'm going to die. Right. That's what, that's what anxiety when it's, when it's not serving its life. Right useful purpose but because at collectively everybody was going to go do this super scary thing mm-hmm. <laughs> just make a phone call mm-hmm. to the one person they knew they needed to call mm-hmm. that they've been not calling yeah and then they got to come back and report it and i was like and i'm going to call on all of you when we come back mm. and i was like and i know who's here so don't you dip out thinking i missed you <laughs> right <laughs> and i put him on the spot and there was a huge collective relief mm. from making that call, mm-hmm. which I think is the same. It's like a different action, but it's like, you know, when there's something calling you to be done yeah. and you don't do it, mm-hmm. it, just sits there and it eats at you and eats at you and eats at you. Yeah. And then sometimes you forget that it's even there now, mm-hmm. but it has eaten away at you. And so now you were saying you didn't even know that there was something eating away at you mm-hmm. until you did it. And now you're feeling this relief that you didn't yeah. even know you needed. Right. And that's mm. like where you get this freedom and you get this like, uh, like a, it's just a lightness of yeah. being able to be in the world because you don't have all this stuff that you might not even remember. Right. Is like picking away at you. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, work metaphors. Because I'm a worker, but mm-hmm. anyway, I I just loved that, and yeah. and I think that people were shocked at how, like any of this work, mm-hmm. a lot of the stress and the the difficulty mm. in the work is not the actual work itself; it's the resistance to doing it. Mm. Like I can right. think my way out of anything mm-hmm. if I could just do it. It would be so much easier. Yeah. And then it's done and it's like, oh, okay, it's done. So you have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Death and but- taxes. <laughs> Death and taxes. All right. I think that's, that's enough. It. All yeah. right. Uh, drink your water. Drink your water. I drink my water. You're a freaking miracle. Yes. You're a freaking miracle. Happy holidays, Happy whatever holidays. you celebrate. Yeah. And or not, if you don't. Yeah. Even if it's just celebrating those you love, celebrate those. Yeah. And um, yeah. Make some plans. Be with people. Be with people. Feels really good to be with people. It does feel really, Mm -hmm. really good to be with people. And hopefully we are going to build a nice community for people to find each other and be with each other in a really nice, comforting. And do taxes with me. (laughs) We're going to oh do a tax my. support group. Ta- tax affinity group with mm. Jackie Freed. <laughs> Coming to h and R block near you. Mm. <laughs> hey, we're not, we're not, uh, what did I? Endorsed. No, we're not endorsed. No. That was not an endorsement. No. I'm just making shit up. All right. Have a great, great whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time. We want to hear from you. 
Find us on Instagram and TikTok at 12 Steps for Everyone. That's at the number 12 Steps for Everyone. Please like and follow us. You can also send us topics you want us to dig into or follow-up questions from each episode. And if you know someone who would enjoy or benefit from our conversations, please feel free to share this with them. All are welcome here.